Welcome to the Guys and Movies Podcast with Joe and Sean. I am Joe, he is Sean, and this is episode 70. Oh my golly gee, Sean, 70. 70 episodes, just like one ahead of, uh, well, it's 70 episodes. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> very happy to be here with you all. Just a heads up that this may be a shorter than usual episode. We are pre-recording uh, due to some traveling this week. So we are going to touch on some uh, some news that has broken over the past couple of days since we last were with you. Uh, some good stuff, actually, that I'm really excited to talk about. But know that we may miss out on some stuff that breaks early in the week, uh, but we will be sure to cover it next week um, because, hey, we're podcasters. We, uh, we have lives, too. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to dive into some trailers that we weren't able to get to uh, last week. Actually, may have come out after we recorded last week. Uh, but first and foremost, we are getting another disaster movie <laughs> uh, called Moonfall. Um, I uh, let's just to play. What did I say? Roll the tape. <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> Roll the tape. Um, this is Moonfall. We shall discuss. I have to pause it there real quick. I am tired of teasers for teasers. Like when I play this video, why are you giving me a teaser for what I'm about to just watch? See, I'm not. A, I, I'm fine with teasers for teasers the day before or something like that. But if it's in literally in the video, that doesn't make any sense. Like Zero it just sense. absolutely doesn't make any sense. It would be like honest, like honestly, putting the trailer to the movie before you watch the movie. Like if I saw the <laughs> Dune trailer before Dune, it's just like. I'm about to see the whole thing. You don't need to do the thing with the thing there. <laughs> and here we go. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? 535 years ago? the Atlantic. We choose to go to the moon and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Like an alien thing in there. It, there is an uh, alien that, um, like, that was made primarily of micro microbots that like came up out of the uh, the space station at one point. Um, if that's what they are, um, yeah. I've only seen Big Big Hero Six once. <laughs> but. I, I hey, whatever. I love disaster movies. This is more of the same. 
This is the kind of thing where, you know, just someone like, you know, just like, yeah, the moon crashed into the earth. (laughs) (laughs) And I get, and yeah, okay. Like that. All right. You're going to do that. But um, once you do that, that's the end of the movie and the end of the earth. I mean, and as we see in, at least maybe that's a fantasy sequence or someone's dream or something like that, but I don't know if they're trying to stop it. I don't know if they're trying to throw it off an orbit or something like that, but the most insane part of that is the like two seconds we have to live when the moon crashes into the earth. And then most likely that's cut to black. So your premise is either we're never going to see that portion of it, or it's going to be the most dark ending of all time. Um, or it's not <laughs> going to be a 20 minute movie. Yeah, or it's a 20-minute movie, or it's not scientifically feasible, which, come on, they I know they're going to really make sure the science is tip-top on this one. So, like, I don't know. This is... It, it's going to end with multiple moons. I'm banking it right now. Like, they're going to split the moon. It's going to have... There's going to be multiple moons, and it puts everything back in orbit. No, oh, then everyone could do the Luke Skywalker pose in the desert. Um God. <laughs> everyone's going to Instagram that and that's going to be the horrifying ending shout out to Patrick Wilson our ocean master out here <laughs> yeah I'm excited for him in it and nice to see Halle Berry back I feel like she's yeah. not been doing much <laughs> she has another movie coming out um, oh no I'm going to forget it uh, that's like looks like actually quite good and um, it's I believe it's not stronger because she was in a movie called stronger already stronger um, than uh, Britney Spears. Do. Oh, of course. Are you looking it up? I am because it's going to bother me. But you, we we can look at the next thing and then I can. Um, Halle Berry. Well, I guess John Wick. Right. That that was the most recent thing I think of her in. Oh yes, John Wick three. Yeah, I forgot about that. Bruised, bruised. It's on Netflix. Interesting. She plays a character called Jackie Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Is it out now or? Uh, apparently, uh, it has a 2020 year. But let me look at that actual official uh, November 24th. Oh, that's a fun really? one. Okay. Yeah, like, I remember the interview with the director, and like the director seemed pretty cool about this stuff. Um, who else is in this thing? Stephen McKinnon. No other real big names, but uh, she uh, plays a looks like an MMA fighter. Yeah, an MMA <laughs> fighter. Nice Thanksgiving release. Oh, I can't wait to just watch that with the fam. <laughs> All right, you mentioned Luke Skywalker earlier. Uh, so transitioning over to Star Wars, we did get the first trailer for the book of Boba Fett. I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why 
I speak of conflict, when cooperation can make us all rich. What prevents us all from killing you and taking what we want? If he had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. That is a terrible trailer. It's a it's a, it's a poorly constructed trailer, but I, this second watch did get me going a little bit more. Um, I have I, zero interest. This has like sort of this is a uh, a little bit it seems like of a House of Cards political intrigue move that Boba Fett is doing, and it's do we want to see that in a Star Wars environment? Because he's trying to overthrow whoever like took over for uh, you know uh, 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 oh, Java. Um, Java, and so um, like he's sort of trying to work his way into like trying to create a leadership there and trying to create underlings there. Now, my issue with it, like I was telling you about before, is. Where the hell is the action in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> because I, I I could use some of that when that uh, goes down. Um, I think it'll be there based on what I was looking at. It will be interesting to see like where the act, how the action is layered into each part of the story. Um, a uh, tremendous issue for me is uh, one that I just forgot. Oh yeah, my my biggest issue is, um, you know, I never really cared about. Uh, Boba Fett or Django Fett or any of the Fats. Um, and I know not Fats. 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 <laughs> That's my uh, Connecticut accent. Um, <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with me not pronunciating. It's an accent. Come on. Um, but I, I've never really cared about that like strain of characters before, whether it be in the prequels, whether it be in the like regular series um, or these Disney Plus characters. Everyone else loves them. They're very popular. The action figures go very well. Everyone wears them for Halloween costumes. Um, and of course, I love two seasons of The Mandalorian, so I love that look as well. These characters have never grabbed me like they've grabbed most Star Wars fans. Um, maybe I should take a visit down those nine movies again and see uh, see what happens. Um, but um, I, at, at this point, I'm hey, I'm I'm going to be watching this. I'm going to be watching this. It is happening during Christmas break. No, I'm not going to be watching this. I'm going to be on my mini moon. Um, mini moon. <laughs> so I'll be watching this when Sam goes to bed and uh, <laughs> I'm on my phone. Um, and so that'll, that'll be, uh, you know, how I check this out, but I still, I'm still curious. I'm curious, but like you, I have a little bit of a pessimism for this. Look, I'll watch it. Let's be real. But, um, I do think that there's something more going on with this, the, the premise and, um, what they're showing in the trailer doesn't seem like it's enough to warrant a series to me. Um, nor is it, uh, and it's a limited series, right? Isn't this only like one season? Or um, Disney's going to wait and see how it performs and then make a decision to continue the story based off of money. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's no such thing as a limited series with Disney. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah buddy, we're going to do more of these. <laughs> but probably, like, like, you know, blend those characters into other series. Like, they may go back with Mando and stuff, but who knows? We're going to get something from something new from this, like some uh, a reveal or a character or something that's going to be like the talk of the town. Uh, that is my my thought, my prediction, because that's what they do. 
All right, let's dive into what we've been watching. Uh, we've talked a lot about what's coming up. Let's talk about what we've been watching. I'm going to start off because this is going to be very short. Um, I watched the new Tom Hanks movie, Finch. Um, I wish I did not watch the new Tom Hanks movie, Finch. Uh, I love Tom Hanks. He is wonderful. He's good in this movie with what he's given. This is a uh, traditional, familiar disaster movie have to survive. Um, it borrows from every other isolationist disaster movie before it, but doesn't do anything new. Um, tries to tug at the heartstrings, fails to do so. Um, it's, you know, I, I never would have thought that I would prefer uh, Tom Hanks talking to a volleyball over <clears throat> a, a robot, but um, I do. I, I would prefer that. Um, one of the lines in this, and you know how I am with poor writing, but as soon as this line was said, I was like, well, we're done. Um, I know you were born yesterday, but it's time for you to grow up, Tom Hanks says to the robot. Uh, and that's when I was done. So I, I gave it a one out of five. I probably would give it a two out of five if I revisited it um, because it is visually stunning. And um, it's not it's bad because it doesn't do anything new um, and it doesn't really develop the plot the way that I would want it to. Um, it just was very much a snore for me. Uh, but the, it's obviously a, um, I think the, the director is Miguel Sapochnik. Sapochnik. Um, he's clearly talented, um, but this movie just didn't do it for me. And that's why it ended up on Apple TV plus. Well, I shall swing the other way with mine. Um, <laughs> I am going to probably watch uh, Finch today just like out of the sheer morbid curiosity of this one. And I keep on calling it Felch or Flench or Fletch or Finch just because of other uh, <laughs> different nomenclature. Um, this week, though, I saw a great, great, great Western on Netflix called The Harder They Fall. Um, I haven't written up my review yet. I mean, based on the review that I'm cooking up, I, I, it's going to be doubtful that we don't see an A on this one because <laughs> it is. <laughs> I absolutely loved this. I mean, I'm going to call it up, but just off the top of my head, uh, this movie stars. Uh, basically, it is, you know, to to oversimplify it, and I mean genuinely to oversimplify it. This is basically an all-black Western um, where it is based on actual characters, but the actual story is uh, fictionalized, which I think is great. It's like have these have these characters, have the ideals of these characters there. But then if you make the story just straight up fiction, no one's going to like pick apart every little thing here and there. And you can just actually just have fun with this thing. Um, <clears throat> the people involved in this are Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I always screw it up because I, I say Regina Hall. But in this case, it's Regina King, although Regina Hall would be lovely in this movie. Um, there are some young actors in this that are truly great. Delroy Lindo is in this yeah. movie as the sheriff. Um, you have Dion Cole as uh, someone who like, you know, gets beat up by Idris Elba, basically. Um, I'm trying to think of the other people. Oh, oh my goodness. In the lead, basically, is Jonathan Majors. Jonathan oh, Majors. Really? He has the weirdest accent where you can barely understand him. And at first, it was extremely annoying to me. And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, this kind of works for the character. This works for the story. I'm, I'm in on this one. They go. And he has a romantic tryst with uh, Zazie Beats. Um, oh, and man, uh, I am... 
<laughs> it is. I'm telling you, not only is this cast like great just by name, but this cast is great by talent. I'm going to go through it very quickly to make sure I didn't, uh, you know, uh, screw it up by uh, missing someone out. And uh, I believe. Oh, so very quickly, Damon Wayans Jr. is in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, like a couple of scenes, though. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still great. Um, like he's damn what we did. Uh, I think that's everybody. Um, but oh man, did I really like love this movie? Because what it does, which is truly great, is it redefines the Western genre, but also doesn't like completely change everything about it. Um, and this does still like like pay heed to that type of genre. It's stylized without being over stylized. Um, if that even comes close to making sense, because there's a few moments in the beginning where I'm like, oh, this is going to be annoying, isn't it? And no, they 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 keep it chill with the rest of it there. Um, it's a beautifully made movie. It's uh, it's two and a half hours. Didn't notice like it's it's a heist upon a heist. There's nothing like like unconventional about the story that's there. It's a classic Western story. Bad guy into town situation there. Like, you know, the two of them. There is this might be the one thing that could drive me to a B. A couple of weird plot point changes at the end. I don't think they'll bother me enough to have me bothered by this movie and how absolutely great it is. I'll say the standout in the performances, although they all are very great, is my God, Lakeith Stanfield. Like that yeah. guy actually like doesn't stop. I mean, we all saw him in Judas and the Black Messiah. We saw him do great work in Judas and the Black Messiah. He decided he's like, okay, I'm going to wipe the whiteboard clean right there. And I'm going to make an entirely new performance here. That is just unbelievable. I'm telling you, nobody's watching this movie because it's getting overshadowed by a lot. And Netflix decided to drop it on a Wednesday, which, you know, cool, it's whatever. Really weird. <laughs> I hate that. thing. They're doing that a lot with movies now. They're doing it with passing as well. Oh, yeah. There we go. Some similar stuff. Um, but I, I, um, I really like. Um, I want more people to see this one. It's just an absolute blast. I need to check it out. I might download that, and that will be my plane ride uh, for uh, one either down or back. That's uh, a good plane ride know. movie, I think, because yeah. you'll forget about everything. I was gonna watch Squid Games. Um, <laughs> That's a tough plane ride movie. Uh, all right, let's dive into the news. We have a lot of casting news to talk about. And the first one that we are going to bring up is about the Wicked movie, which has been a uh, stop and go thing for quite a while. Uh, it was supposed to come out multiple times. Uh, it has been, I think it was supposed to come out in like 2018 or something. And then it got pushed and then it got pushed again. Uh, John M. Chu is directing and he has cast Glinda and Elphaba as the following. Uh, Glinda will be played by Ariana Grande. And Elphaba will be played by Cynthia Erivo. I think this is fantastic casting. Your thoughts? I mean, I, I should like, you know, always do the preliminary um, while I've listened to a few songs from Wicked and loved them. I know quite little to nothing about Wicked, um, but I do know that uh, we have uh, one one uh, witch who is mentoring another witch, uh, basically. And right. Is that how this goes? Kind of. Kind, kind of. Kind of. The first act. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not giving the whole thing. <laughs> um, but basically, like just l knowing that, um, this is terrific casting with those two. Also, two people that can really belt out, um, oh, yeah. like notes, and also two people that unsuspectingly can do that in their certain perspectives. Now, what I mean by that, Ariana Grande, not really much of an actress, has shown to be a great actress in certain things obviously can do great <laughs> great work singing 
Arivo, pretty much the exact opposite. I mean, I think a lot of a decent amount of people know Arivo's singing voice and stuff, but you know, it's not her like prominent fame, at least to me. Um, like until she did uh that song stand up at the Oscars, I was like, Oh, okay, she should have won the Oscar for that. There we go. <laughs> like, but well, she's big uh, on the West End, so London's uh version of Broadway, and that's for us in the States, we're not very familiar with it. I don't acknowledge other countries. Um and in this, <laughs> <laughs> but um in this situation, um yeah, it's just like those two are absolutely wonderful. And um did it did it pick up that I bumped my microphone or <laughs> you didn't bump your microphone, you just swatted that microphone out. <laughs> I'm talking about a musical I know nothing about, and music is something I know nothing about, so I'm gonna move my there we go. There we go. Okay, there we go. We're good. Okay, so we're, we're keeping this all in, just so you know. So, oh god, yes, you have to. <laughs> keeping this all in. You're gonna make this the TikTok. Um <laughs> Probably. Uh, honestly, I, I I love the idea of these two. Um, it sounds great. And once again, John M. Chu is in this. And John M. Chu made In the Heights, and In the Heights is flawless. So this is going to be as well. One of the other um, cool pieces of this is that the cinematographer from In the Heights that obviously worked with Chu, Alice Brooks, uh, is coming along for this movie too. So I'm very excited about that because In the Heights is beautifully shot. Um, so I am excited to see what happens there. We should mention that there is a lot of talk about um, who is who else is going to be cast in this movie because there are some other roles, um, especially Dr. Dillamond, which is a, a big role in the film. Um, a lot of people keep saying that James Corden was made for this, uh, but my favorite tweet, and I'm not going to be able to credit who it was because I forget where I saw it um, or who said it, but basically they were like, protect the Wicked movie from James Corden at all costs. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's hilarious. I mentioned to Sean earlier that I think Hugh Jackman would be a great casting for that. Um, so that is that is my hope, putting that out in the universe, because I love Hugh Jackman. I mean, hey, put Hugh Jackman in a musical more. Like, that's that will just work in general. Yeah. All about it. All right, so let's jump into the next one. This one is really interesting. Gal Gadot, she is, of course, Wonder Woman. We all know her for that. She's playing the villain in Red Notice that comes out next week uh, with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. Um, and now she's going to play the evil queen in the Snow White live-action Disney film. Um, I think this is pretty cool casting. It's nice to see her kind of getting the recognition for being the good actress that she is. Um there have been some roles that she's been in uh, or some films that she's been in and some roles that she's taken on that I have been a little less than pleased with. I want to see some better range from her. So I'm wondering exactly how she is going to um, approach the evil queen, which Disney has this thing where they like really like to dissect the villains and show like a, a reason and motivation that uh, is understandable behind them. Um, so let's see what they do with her in this role. But I know you feel a certain way about another Snow White movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, like the Gal Gadot is a great casting. Um, truly, like, wonderful casting. Like, kind of perfect. And that's that's their move. That's Disney's move. Like, oh, we're going to make, like, our 18th Snow White movie. Let's cast it perfectly with people that will perfectly be cast and then no one will be blindly enraged by the fact that we are just making more and more and more snow white movies i'm i'm trying not to get too mad about things because people make remakes remakes exist 
you know, they're fun. We, we, we do it all the time. Ocean's 11 is a remake. It's great. It's fun. It's fantastic. Like, okay. But the remake of the remake of the remake of the remake, eventually like the copy of the copy of the copy of the copy doesn't get so great. I've seen multiplicity and I know how that works. So please let's try to do the original thing. I, 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 I will. It took a second. The multiplicity. <laughs> what, what multiplicity is not sort of the a frontal lobe of everyone else's brains. <laughs> I, it's important to note though, that Disney has not made all of these snow white movies. They were made by other studios that were ripping on the oh, snow white story because it's a, um, Disney didn't create snow white. It's a grim. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's important. And also, this is going to have, it's going to be a musical with Pasek and Paul from The Greatest Showman and Dear Evan Hansen and them writing the music. So, oh, okay. See, I didn't know that part. Oh, that's fun. Do you read the outline? <laughs> I don't, I don't click the links. You gave me the outline an hour beforehand. I had to shower. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. We did decide to record last Yeah, we decided to do a weekly episode on a Saturday, which that's never a good idea. <laughs> We are way too loose right now. <laughs> I like it. I'm telling you, everyone's going to be miserable on a Wednesday. And they're just going to be like, why are they happy? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are you happy about this next story? Giant no. freaking robot who is, <laughs> who is quickly becoming a um, really good source for breaking news in the entertainment industry uh, is reporting that Seth Rogen is going to voice the character of Funky Kong in an animated solo film. He apparently, I kind of missed this, but he's voicing the character in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, so that's happening, and Illumination is behind both films. Um, whatever. <laughs> Why not? They're making a universe of all of them. That's what's happening now. That's exactly what it is. There's no other way. Why would? Why else would we have a Donkey Kong thing where he's also going to drive the car in the Mario Kart movie? So now he's going to be there. I'm telling you, get ready. Mario for Kart movie. Yeah, isn't it a Mario Kart movie or yeah, Super Mario Brothers Mario movie. Kart movie? Yeah. Well, well, get ready for the Mario Kart movie. We're going to get nine of those now. Like you know, Fast and Furious Mario Kart. <laughs> and, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of okay. Never mind. I'm sort of into this. I don't I know. I mean, I oh, boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. This, uh, it, wait, let, before I say anything where I look mad, is this also a musical from the people that made The Greatest Showman? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, hey! <laughs> no, I mean, I need to see the, jeez, <laughs> I need to see the animation in this first. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, actually, that's what it comes down to. Because if it looks like similar to the video game, I'm just going to vomit everywhere. Like, and I got to like see trailers of this. It's going to be really tough. Like this, they need to do something where this looks in some way legitimate i mean it's it'll still be really bad but just at least like make it passable like just make this animation passable that's all i want and illumination is the king of passable animation <laughs> True, that's a good point if this is not all building up to a super smash brothers movie i'm going to be deeply disappointed the, uh we can't go back to that never mind i had a question about the end of eternals and is that character oh is Star Fox a character in Super Smash Brothers? Or is that a different Star Fox? No, it's yes, yeah, do that. It's a different Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm laughing because I also thought of that character immediately. 
was like, he looks nothing like him. I was going to say, because like, there's a leprechaun introducing... I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I shouldn't do too much, because this isn't the episode. Oh, wait, we're going to release it? Oh. Yeah, so spoilers, but... Yeah, we should, we're should. we not saying anything else. I'm not saying it. I feel bad when I do spoilers on a non-spoiler thing. <laughs> <laughs> People who haven't seen anything... <laughs> Are going to be so confused right now. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, can, uh, we're about to dive into a story about Zack Snyder, and I want to ask: um, Did you watch Army of Thieves, and did you like it? Oh yeah. Um, I forget if I no, I posted my. Um, I think I you did. It, and I just can't remember. I gave it a B. Um, I liked it quite a lot. Um, yeah, surprisingly did. so, because I did not like Army of the Dead, sure. and Army of Thieves was kind of a blast. That dude is so talented on so many. <laughs> Apparently he's huge, Matthias. I won't even try the other name. What do you mean um, huge? Huge. Like huge as in in Germany. Big? Yeah, oh. big in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> we're done, dude. We're like who who cares about this bull? <laughs> no, we're done. Like what are you this is bad. This is bad. Um, okay. I, I thought no. he was great, man. I thought he was so great. good. He's he's got like the old school like Buster Keaton comedic like chops that like nobody has anymore. Nobody has, and it just I just love him. Like when he's on the bike going down the steps, going. Aah! This is exactly I what I'm talking it. about. The scream he emits <laughs> as he's going down a bike in the funniest way imaginable. He's so funny. Or when he pulls the trigger on the gun, or like I think the other guy does, and he's like. <laughs> It's so funny. All right, uh, so we we mentioned Zack Snyder. Uh, Zack Snyder was a producer on that film. Uh, that was actually directed by Matthew Schlegelhofer as well. Schlegelhofer. Um, that one. Um, but Zack Snyder's next project uh, for Netflix, because that is where he lives now, uh, is taking shape. Uh, Sophia Patella, who we may remember from The Mummy, Atomic Blonde, as well as Star Trek. Uh, which one? Star Trek Beyond? I'm looking now. Into the Beyond? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Star Trek Beyond, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Yep. Um, so she is uh, set to star in Rebel Moon. So this is the sci-fi project uh, from Zack Snyder that was born out of a pitch for a Star Wars film. Um, I, there's, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that because it's like, oh, I want to do a Star Wars film. No, you don't want to do that? Okay, well, I'm repurposing this. Uh, and this is now called Rebel Moon. Uh, it takes place uh, in a different Star Wars universe. Um, but the tagline is, it is set in a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical Regent Belisarius. They dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand against the tyrant, capital T on the tyrant. Um, Snyder is directing, the script was written by Shay Hatton and Kurt Johnstad. Shay Hatton is a regular uh, collaborator with him, I think also wrote the script for Army of Thieves, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this is Netflix's latest uh, approach or attempt to get a big uh, <laughs> multi-film property going. Please, please don't let this be three and a half hours. <laughs> I just I just see when that runtime gets revealed, because just, just reading that plot, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to let this sucker cook. <laughs> Yeah. Far too long. I when when I see something like this, when it comes to like this is a Star Wars spinoff and it's called Rebel Moon, this just reminds me of uh, a situation where um, 
there's two uh, Pierce Brosnan Bond films. Uh, one is Goldeneye. One is Die Another Day. But the villain is doing the exact same plot, which is a gigantic satellite. <laughs> but in one of them, it's called Icarus. Exactly. I don't. I, this is a really interesting move from Snyder. And I, again, I appreciate Snyder uh, having sort of uh, wanting to do his own thing and create his own properties and stuff like that. But he doesn't do himself any favors in that he is, this is going to be compared to Star Wars through and through. Mm -hmm. And people are going to be looking to dissect it and say that he stole from the Star Wars universe. Uh, so I worry about that a little bit. I want to know how it's going to be different from things that we've seen elsewhere. In fairness, you do like Zack Snyder quite a bit. Mm -hmm. There is a large amount of the world that does not. Yeah. And so they they're expecting a very low amount. And so I see this as kind of something that could work beneficial to him where they'll see this as something different from Star Wars. Like I would say this, this is this is an insane thing, but if Spielberg decided to make a Star Wars like film, like Rebel Moon, all right, people would be like, Well, he's done the sci-fi, he's done the exploration, he knows Lucas, stuff like that. Zack Snyder is in a different part of this situation where he really hasn't Boy, correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't really done space sci-fi, if I can really think about it, with the exception of like Superman flying into space once in a while. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so that could be – this could be like sort of a genre that like could be explored. People don't know what to expect from Snyder in that regard. So I kind of dig that move. I, I, that, that, might be, that might be the one thing that could go with him there. I hope you're right. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I love a good sci-fi movie and Dune whet the appetite for, or showed that there is an appetite for so many, uh, or for more impressive, creative, original properties that take sci-fi in a new direction. Um, Dune's not original, obviously, because there's a book, mm -hmm. but the way that it was presented on screen was really original and flawless. <laughs> Um, so, so it was so good. I, I, wanna, I think I'm going to download that and watch it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I truly, uh, Sam watched the first half on a treadmill, second half on, uh, uh, she got into bed with her phone. And so she was like, the first half was great. <laughs> Did we talk about this too? That, um, I, this popped into my head and stopped me if we, if you brought this up, but when they did original screenings of Dune, um, the first couple of weeks, they didn't have part one on there. They only had Dune. And then they I heard added, that somewhere, yeah. Okay, I think you mentioned that. Because uh, that, that's just a really fascinating play on them waiting to make sure that it was good before they greenlit another. <laughs> but even then, like when I saw it, they technically hadn't greenlit it. Um, I know, it's weird. Which is very strange that we saw it there. I think like, you know, Villeneuve just, you know, punked him in there. I mean, my wild theory was they weren't going to do it until the Oscars so that Villeneuve just wins Best Director. He did say that. He did say that. I'll stick with Mr. it. Mr. Oscar there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, My Oscars column is going to be about Dune. Is it? Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, not about the prom. Um, all right, let's dive into our rants and raves. I have a really weird rant. I, I saw yours and I was like, we're a movie podcast, right? I made a TikTok about this. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. So you know it's serious. Um, I enjoy certain snacks when I'm watching movies at home. There are certain things that have become like my normal go-to. Uh, one is bubbly. And, you know, those of you that are listening can't see that I'm holding up a can of bubbly. Um, I drink that shit like it is my job. Uh, I also like those little Sabra pretzels and hummus cups. Um, the roasted red pepper in, 
you know, to be specific. Uh, here's my problem. There is not enough. I don't know how much hummus to put on each pretzel. I always end up with a little bit of, of hummus at the end left over. And I have to think, like, am I going to lick it? Do I lick it out of the bowl? And the spoiler is that, yes, I do lick it out of the bowl because I really enjoy it. But what is the proper ratio and why are we not given the rules around how much to put on a pretzel? This drives me insane because you're either going to have people that are really excited about, like, the the – uh, the food and you know diving into it and they don't care or whatever but you're gonna have other people that are disappointed because either you end up with pretzels left over and you have nothing to dip it in or you end up with hummus left over and you have no pretzels to dip in it so that really bothers me and they need to give us some direction so sabra i know that you guys listen to this podcast i need to know what is the proper amount of hummus to put on a pretzel i think it's a metaphor for life when we think about um either we try to gorge the hummus at a exorbitant rate and then we are left with nothing at our time but dry pretzel or we, we are far too cautious in life and we see what we miss out upon for the rest of the movie could be those two okay. things that makes sense i also have to say i just want more hummus <laughs> No, that works. Yeah, like that that should just be the rule. Yeah. <laughs> and then more pretzel and then more hummus and then more pretzel and then more hummus. I made a TikTok about this and Sabra liked it, but they didn't provide me any uh comments comments or uh instructions. So please, I need to know. I'm really stressed about this. Paul Shear commented on one of my uh reviews. Whoa. Yeah, that was fun. Um but that won't be my rave today. Uh, my rave is one I, I didn't. I always have like a few stored in here because I don't have like one from like this week that I encountered. But uh, my rave is going to the movies alone. Um, it's kind of the only way I like going to the movie anymore. Going to the movies anymore. I Same, I'm telling bro. you, I remember the first time I went to the movies alone. It was Black Mass. Very disappointing movie. But I was always scared to go to the movies alone, not because of monsters or anything like that, but because of the social. <laughs> Monsters. It's a real thing, <laughs> but because of the social norms being shattered, and now since then, I only go to the theaters alone, much to the detriment of most people that know me. <laughs> like, Let's like, horror movie. They would no, well that. Oh, so I did go to a couple horror movies alone, but yes, sometimes I need to go with John to, uh, for the horror movies because he needs to see me scared because then he laughs and then I laugh and then we're good. Um, it's a, it's a great cycle. Um, so, but other than that, it's amazing to see a movie alone. Cause here's the, there's a few reasons why, first of all, time situation, you don't have to be like, Oh, I'm only available at three 30. I'm only available at two 30. I'm only available <laughs> at one 30. I guess we're just never going to see this movie. Cause that's how it went before I did that. I would just never see movies. And it's like, no, yeah. I'm going to go see movies alone. Now I'm going to see it when I want to see it because that's when it's the time to see it. So that's one great thing. Um, uh, the other like great things after that, there's not much like in the theater alone, but you don't need to see a movie with a person unless once again, scary movie, laugh at me, laugh at you. But unless that is happening, there's no reason. I'm not going to like, you know, go over there and be like, you know, hey, that uh, uh, Caesar does look like an ape a little bit better in this one, doesn't it? Honk, honk. Like you know, there's nothing I need to do there at all. Like I, there, there's no reason that there needs to be any sort of conversation that occurs within a movie. So then finally, the best one, and this is the most important one. When we walk out of the theater and the movie's done, I am I do not have to chat about what the movie is like or how the movie is or what did I think of the movie. 
now I do this to myself. I put this pressure on myself, or I'm the one somehow that turns to the person sometimes like, hey, so what you think about Spencer? Or like something like that. Or, you know, or sometimes someone will say that to me and I'll be like, I don't know yet. Stop bothering me. It's, there, there's this sort of issue where I can't like talk about it yet. I need to like my mind to process it. And when I'm doing that alone, it's just like perfect. It's like the absolute best way to handle that situation. Whew, I love going to the movies alone. I'm right there with you. I say the same things. I don't I don't talk to people during the movies. And a lot of times my friends don't want to see the same movies I want to. And that is rude. I want to see the movies I want to see. Uh, pretty much every one of them. Um, that and the the piece that you brought up about the talking afterwards. I struggle with that so much because so I bad. don't, I don't like, I, I don't want to be disappointed. Like, I feel like if, if it's, if we disagree about the movie right afterwards, it somehow taints my experience. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Um, not only with movies, but with musicals too. Years ago, uh, my ex and I, we were walking uh, after a show in Philly and he did not care for it that much. Um, and it just like, I remember it like led to a little tiff because we both were like adamant in our views of it. Um, and it was like a dumb thing right off, you know, right? Like, but it was just like, I really just had a great time and he's telling me all the reasons he didn't like it. And <laughs> It probably, probably, probably makes, uh, makes me seem really great. but <laughs> No, the, I'm telling you, that was me after the green night where, you know, Sam's walking like two or three feet ahead of me and I'm going behind her going like, babe, it's cinema. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, he also didn't like uh, Superman, uh, Man of Steel, and that, that should have been a sign. But <laughs> well, that, that's the end. Then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, I'm not kidding. He didn't like it. But uh, anyway, okay, let's talk about uh, less about my dating life and more about uh, the top new releases that are coming out this week. So Disney Plus Day is Friday, and that is where we're expected to just get a lot of announcements regarding some of the big projects that are coming up. I'm sure they're going to have like a sizzle reel or something about Hocus Pocus 2, which just started production. Um, and probably, you know, some other fun reveals of what's coming down the road. Probably a lot of talk about the Marvel shows that are coming and any additional insight into some of the Star Wars stuff. We mentioned this. Um, I think that was on our other pod. But, um, you know, we're probably going to get the first look at um, or at least something with Andor. We haven't heard anything about that in a while. Um, and then also the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show that you're excited about. Can't wait. Um, also, I meant to mention this when we were talking about horror movies, uh, not to cut back, but I watched the new Paranormal Activity movie on Paramount Plus the other night. How'd you do? In, in the dark at 930 at night. And <laughs> it's it's nothing to write home about. Like, it's it's fine. It's a Paranormal Activity movie. I, I had fun with it. Um, not the best, not the worst. Uh, but it definitely had some jump scares. And then I couldn't sleep all night. Oh, yeah. So. That was an episode of Midnight Mass with me. Now we're just going to devolve all of our jump scares. But I watched an episode of Midnight Mass at the very end of it. And that was at about 1 a.m. when I was doing my uh, like you know notes for the Eternals. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm not sleeping for another hour. <laughs> uh, the rest of the new releases this week, Mayor Pete comes out on Friday on Amazon Prime Video. Love that documentary. Highly recommend it. Clifford the Big Red Dog uh, comes out on Wednesday on Paramount Plus and in theaters. Passing comes out Wednesday on Netflix. Belfast hits theaters next week. Highly recommend that movie, too. Uh, we'll be making an Oscars push for sure. Uh, Red Notice hits Netflix on Friday. And then Home Sweet Home Alone, the Home Alone reboot, uh, hits Disney Plus on Friday. I'm I'm intrigued by that. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I, – I if it's a Christmas movie, I'm not watching that crap until after Thanksgiving. I'm one of those losers – 
I'm one of those losers. Um, I'm not subjugating my Thanksgiving. Damn it. My my friend was showing me all the trees that they have up in their house already. And I was like, it is the first week in November, sir. Mariah Carey thinks you should wait till November 27th. Mariah so everyone Carey else just rose from the up. dead. Hey, yeah. congrats on my, Mariah Carey being relevant again. Uh, every year at this time, she pops back up and hits the billboard chart. <laughs> <laughs> was this what it was like in the 40s with Bing Crosby? Did everyone just like post Bing Crosby memes? And he would like poke his head and be like, I'm dreaming of a (laughs) wife. I wasn't there. I can't tell you. Wait, what? (laughs) In the 40s. Um, Oh, man, that was a loose one. (laughs) I think think, um, it's going to be our (laughs) finest. What? It's going to be our finest episode. Um, I, I agree. Uh, and hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. As always, thanks for listening. You can follow both Joe and Sean on Instagram at Guy at the Movies and Math Teacher Movies. New episodes of the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean are available every Wednesday morning wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be on the lookout for special spoiler pods where we dive deep into the latest film releases. If you like what you hear, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. See you next time.